0: what's going on guys welcome to the next episode of stimulated i am here with pastor tyler Sturban of the different church knoxville tennessee tyler man it is so awesome to have you on the show brother i miss you immensely because it's been so long since i've seen you yeah uh, how you doing over there i'm good dude i'm
1: good so um yeah out in tennessee doing uh just trying to figure it out, you know, sometimes it goes, you know, it goes so well and, and you almost think like, am I, I I definitely need to be messing this up in some way, shape or form. And so I'm just waiting (laughs) for it to all come crumbling down. So that's kind of where
0: I'm at. Dude. Yeah. And I, you guys have been through some crazy stuff too. Like the last couple of months have been nuts. Like you got your car stolen. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm here. You are doing God's work. I mean, you guys are in it. You guys are, you know, I mean, bringing people to Christ, you are spreading the message that the way that only you do, my brother. And, yeah. you, and you, and you hit these, these bumps in the road where, and I know like to most people we look at it like, ah, you know, it's, it's, a minor inconvenience, but it's not, a, it's only a minor inconvenience until you're the one in it. <laughs> yeah, man. We, uh,
1: yeah, like a, like a month ago,
0: <clears throat>
1: I, I went to go work on a message and i just parked my car, didn't think anything about it. Whenever you're like, near the church i just left my fob in the car because i was only gonna be in there for like 30 minutes to an hour or whatever you know just right kind of get in there and study for a second and when i come out my car is gone and i was like you start like kind of you're like kind of in denial one i don't i moved my family out of this area like i grew up in this type of area so right um I, I, I guess I ended up back in it, but we, I'm like, man, there's no way my car has gone. So these start lying to yourself. Like maybe I parked in the back. So then you go in the back. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, man, no, my, maybe my car's blue and not black. And so, bro, oh, man, it was, uh, but they found it that night. I mean, the dude yeah. crashed it, left guns in it and wow. took off on foot. It was a crazy, crazy situation. But, uh, it, the cool thing was like that night I started praying for the, the kids. And I was like, you know, if he if he needs the car that bad, he's obviously in a position that I'm not in. Yeah, it sucks for me. But I was like, man, you know, have your hand on him, whatever needs to happen. And so then they found him the next day. And, and the people asked, like, hey, do you want to press charges, all this stuff? And I was like, man, his mom doesn't need to worry. He was like a 19 year old kid. Uh, his mom doesn't need to deal with all that. You know what I mean? The last thing I want them to see is like some pastor on a stage or on TV still getting paid by them for a, you know, like, cause they were going to make a deal like 200 or $300 a month until they pay off the damages. And the last thing I want is like for them to get invited to our church and them feel a type of way that a pastor, you know, they're already in a, in a tough situation and he kind of just made it worse. So we just kind of just said, Hey, uh, we forgive you.
0: We love you guys and let us know if you need anything bro what a perspective brother and that's something that i don't i would i would venture to say that not even <laughs> very many pastors would go you know that far that route you know i know some guys who drive some z06s that might not be so happy if they got that back in pieces you know what i'm saying yeah
1: and and one of the things is like the night it happened like after you know you're kind of you're kind of pissed or whatever i really was like man this could have been me like this definitely was me whenever I was like 16, 17, and I just, you know, I just never got caught, or whatever, and man, if I would have been caught, how would I have wanted someone to, to work with me, and, and deal with me, and, and all that, and so, absolutely, um, yeah, I, you know, I hope he's doing well, I think he's still, you know, locked up, and I hope, you know, that he got a bunch of charges out of it, so I know he's got more to deal with than just the car, you know, the, the gun situation is a, is a tough one as well. And I think there are two or three in the car. So, um, yeah. And he was a college football player. So I hate it for him. You know, he had oh, a man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just a bad situation. Absolutely, man. So what did you guys end up doing? Cause obviously I see you sitting in the car. So you, did you fix it and have that one back or you got another one?
1: No. So it was totaled and you know, <clears throat> things they don't teach you. So we're debt free as a family. And so when you're debt free and you live kind of that life are, um, we only do liability on cars because we keep everything as cheap as possible throughout the month, right. all of that. And so we had paid for the car cash like six months ago. And uh, because we only had liability, it was a total loss on our end. And so we had to drop more money on. Um, anyway, so I have you guys all here today to take up an offering for Tyler and his family so we can eat. Absolutely. That's really why I'm here right now. <laughs>
0: It was we got a you, brother, for sure. We'll get a go for
1: loss. There. Total loss. Um, so then we ended up getting this car. And, um, you know, it, an expensive blessing. But, you know, I mean, we just found someone that was selling this relatively cheap. They had, le- like, half as many miles and a year newer. And so, it, it, and it worked out. But definitely uh, don't keep your uh, fob in your car if you have them because you'll
0: forget absolutely yeah man that's that's definitely a lesson learned because because the beauty of the newer cars now man is if they didn't have that there's really nothing they can do they can't really steal them you know what i mean unless they have the like electronic capability so so let's kind of take a step back real quick and yeah you know i know you've had you you've you've gone through a lot of stuff as a teenager as a kid as a young adult and there's some things that you know some some circumstances in life that kind of brought you to christ Tell us a little bit about that, man, and let, let people know, like, where you came from and how you managed to become and decide that you wanted to be a pastor. Yeah, um, uh, that's like a,
1: you know, try to pick one or two. Um Yeah, absolutely. So, to so grow up, like, on the outside of Nashville, not, never in the best parts of town, and, um, didn't even know like pastoring was a thing, didn't go to church, didn't do, you know, just lived life, whether it was playing ball, chasing girls, getting high, whatever, like it was, and not like that that was like that, like wrong or bad, like that was just the culture that I lived. In. I mean, even in, right. I remember in middle school and high school, we had like teen clubs, yeah. so like where it was yeah, like, from 12 to 17 it was no different than when we turned 18 and we got to go to, to, to adult oh, clubs. Yeah. So that's how Phil, that's how Phil was. Yeah. Yep. 11, 12 on, like it was, uh, that, that's what it was. And so yep. living in that culture and then growing up uh, making music and, and, you know, doing hip hop and rap and Nashville and all of that. And, you know, at the time we had some pretty big artists in Nashville as well, like young buck. I don't know if anyone knows who young buck is, but, Young of Buck course. was a part of G Unit. He came out of Nashville. So there's like this real culture and and vibe of Nashville at the time that that any young kid that grew up like me wanted to be a part of. And so um that was kind of how I lived and then never really thought about church, never thought about yeah, like I didn't even know pastors were like, I mean, I knew that there were pastors, but I right. didn't I right. never in a million years wondered. I wonder how they get paid or I wonder if they do X, Y, I just thought they like, I don't know, lived at a church or something. And, um, <laughs> uh, and then man, one my, the first day of my senior year in high school, I was driving and my brother and my best friend were in the car with me. Uh, his name's Damon Dunn was my, was my best friend. He's in the front seat and Zach was in the back seat, and, uh, we left school and, while we're driving down the road, I guess, and I don't remember, but I, what the police report said was, I was, I guess, a little bit on the line, like, it was a one-lane road, and I hit a patch of gravel, and when I did, instead of going into the ditch, I, I went to correct, and they call it over-correcting, so I went into the, the other lane, and since it was a one-lane road, that means I went head-to-head with another lady and um Damon my friend uh passed away on impact and my brother uh went to the hospital and obviously I was in the hospital I woke up I think a couple days later and um you know they let me know the news and um I mean I don't you know I don't know if you or anyone else has ever lost somebody and you like kind of figure it out in in the hospital and you're not really able to to I don't know, try to figure it out or try to right. soak it all in, whatever you're trying to do. And in the midst of all that, I'm responsible. Though people said I wasn't responsible, I was driving the car. And right. so I was responsible. And about a month or about a week later, they kept telling me my brother Zach was going to be in the, uh, in the hospital room with me. So I was in the adult side. They were He was in the kid side of Vanderbilt. And then one morning I, I like got up and some people were in my room that weren't normally in my room. And yeah, I guess my like phone was on my dashboard and I think so I got it, I got it set up, but yeah, man. So, um, my brother was staying in a, in the kid's side and I was in, I was in the adult side of Vanderbilt and, And they kept telling me, like, every day, like, hey, Zach's going to move in with you. Zach's going to move in with you. Zach's going to move in with you. And then, like I said, one morning I woke up and and I wanted to know, I could tell right when I woke up in the hospital room, there was something really wrong in that room. And I couldn't leave it. My legs are broken. My hips broken. And so... I just like kind of asked the question, but I already knew you ever asked a question, you already know the answer, but you just still ask it because you just got to hear the answer. Absolutely. And I just said, I said, Hey, is, is everything okay? And then that's when they told me your brother, Zach, um, passed away last night and Man. whatever I felt when, when I found out Damon had passed away now was, you know, multiplied that much more, um, and like I said, the whole time I, I I I was responsible. I was the one driving, right? And
0: um, the weight of that, the weight of that had to be just immense.
1: Yeah, and and since I didn't grow up in church or anything like that, I really had nothing or no one or no type of teaching or hope to fall back on. Right. And I think at that point, like, I mean, it was just more so, okay, well, then when do I kill myself? I think that was really the only other, op- like, there wasn't another, I didn't know of any other option. I didn't right. know that, you know, there was this hope that God turns everything for good. Like, I-, I had never heard that before in my life. And that that was when I really found myself completely hopeless. And
0: and then a nice. pastor
1: and then a pastor walks in the hospital room and starts talking to me and since i was a kid he, he he uh he brought madden in there to play gotcha and so i just started playing madden with him. and then a relationship started me and this uh pastor is actually a national his name's galen uh, he's one of my good friends he uh he just kind of like started playing video games with me and hanging out with me and then whenever i wanted you know whenever i got approached like hey would you want to be in ministry I didn't really know how to do it. Like I I didn't grow up, you know, reading the Bible and never read it before, never prayed. But I knew that I wanted to play Madden with kids that went through the same thing I did. And that was kind of my first idea of ministry was like, well, I can, I can play Madden and I can be there for somebody. And then, and in the mornings I'm praying, I'm reading, I'm learning, I'm growing, but really that, and whenever I fall back to when I'm not, when I, uh, when I'm struggling or something like that, and I'm like, man, why am I doing this? Why am I in this? Why do I still, you know, do whatever I'm doing? It all goes back to, uh, man, I just got into it to play Madden, not to make money, not to be successful, not to do anything
0: else, just to play Madden. And so. That's beautiful, man. Like I, and having, having spent, you know, a good amount of time with you uh, in the youth ministry down here in Potential, I, I can, there's, you know, you meet people that are in ministry that have a heart for ministry and then you meet people who embody everything it is to light somebody's light up with Christ. And dude, I will yeah. tell you with tears in my eyes <laughs> that you are just anointed for that. Like you have that ability to just be able to command a room in such a way that people can do nothing but be touched by the light of Christ. And it's amazing. I remember the last night that we spent together before you guys announced that you were going to Pensacola, we actually went and you spoke at that group home for the kids that were drug addicted. And (laughs) brother, I mean, I had goosebumps the whole entire time. I'm just looking around the room at the faces of these kids that were there that were just in despair they were in you know these rough difficult circumstances prostitution drugs whatever the case may be and bro you gave them hope i mean and i'm not talking about just that that little whisper of of hope that some people can watch a you know a youtube video or uh yeah or listen to a cool song and get i'm talking about you empowered those kids and that was i mean that was absolutely beautiful absolutely
1: dude beautiful. It's so, like, I I forget about that spot, but when I got there, or they didn't tell me much about it besides, hey, bring a team, we're going to go down there, and I didn't know anything else, so I assumed, and I had done those before where you go in and it's kind of a part of their, like, community time, so everyone kind of is required to go and all that. And when we get there, I'm like, okay, so where are we meeting? And the dude's like, I don't know, pick a room. And I was like, okay, and I said, so what time (laughs) is everyone coming? Yeah, I was like, what time's everyone coming? And he was like, "Uh, oh, well, we got to go invite them. And I was like, oh, so they don't want to go to this thing. And he was right. like, yeah, no, not really. I was like, all right. Most uncomfortable situation game. ever. Yeah, yeah. And I remember sending a couple girls, and you would know them, but I, we sent a couple of the girls to go to the girls' wing or the girls' side, and they got, yeah. like, cussed out. And, like, yeah, they did. we were all trying to go to your spot. And they were, like, really shook up. But it was like, man. This is where I'm trying to be. (laughs) This is like, this is where we're needed right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think that's, you know, the beauty of your like desire, you know, as a pastor and as someone who's put here, you know, to bring this delight of Christ to people is that you're willing to go into those dark areas. You're willing to step into the places that a lot of other pastors won't go. And I know part of it is because you are younger. I think, what are you, 28 now? Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh boy. He's getting up there almost 30, Yeah, but still you're, you know, you're a young dude. So you still, you know, you got, you got a little bravery that some of the older guys don't have, you know what I mean? They get a little concerned when things start getting a little sinister, but you're not afraid yeah. of that, man. And that's dude. I mean, that, I have the utmost respect for just your vision, your passion and for what you bring to the table, man. And I'll tell you what, like I talked to you a little bit before we started the show and I miss that, that delivery. I, I miss that Tyler Sturbin reality check, man, because you just know how to bring a message to people in such a way that it just relates to their everyday life. And that's something that I feel like with a lot of pastors, they overcomplicate things, they make it to where it's almost hard to, to understand the message that they're bringing. Whereas when you bring it, it's related to everyday terminology and what people can understand from what they're actually going through. And you walk out of the, you know, the building going damn, I would have never thought about that from that perspective. And it just, it hits you so much harder and just fills you up so much with the spirit that it's, it's just, it's just that refueling that people need. And, and I think I'm so, so, so excited to see what you guys are going to do, you know, with the different church up there in Knoxville. And I know you're still, you know, kind of going back and forth between, uh, you yeah. know, and Pensacola and you're there this weekend and, uh, you're kind of like slowly building, you know, different in, in Knoxville. Yeah. And uh, so what are some plans that you guys have for like the next, what's, what does the next six months look like for Tyler and family?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, to go back, I think um, one of the things that we can all get really, uh, I mean, we can all get into the habit of um, that I try, and this is I, I, what might make what we do a, a tad different um we can we can spend a lot of time with people that look like us that talk like us and so what i've seen and i've only been in i've only been in this pastor church thing for about 10 years but right. from what i've seen a lot of times pastors and this is with anyone business owners moms barbers whatever you can spend time with people that do what you do right so then everything you do kind of revolves around well will this reach that person and as a pastor as a leader as a business owner your goal really isn't to to reach those that are like you usually the you know if I'm a pastor my goal isn't man I really hope pastors really catch this vision unless I feel called to do that and I and I don't personally feel called to do that so whenever I think okay where do I want to get my hair cut I could go to the place where everyone looks like me or I can go down the street right whenever I want to get groceries i can go to the one right across the street and the whatever or i can go to this grocery store so on and so forth and right. i think something that that always brings me to okay how like at different church we did a series called only fan talking about you know how do i move from a fan to a follower of jesus but um using the terminology that if you got out of the church you realize and and you'd be surprised at how many people in the church use only fans but um, you know, you realize that, yeah, you realize that, that, oh, snap. There, like, for instance, I was, uh, out to eat with a young couple and I, and we were casting vision to the only fan series. And the girl looks at me, she's probably 28, 29. And she lives on an army base. And she said, like, you have no idea how many girl ladies that live on the base with us do only fan. And she said, I'm gonna send it to all of them. And, it's one of those things when you get out of your sphere of influence, you realize like, oh, there is a whole other world or a whole other culture that I'm not a part of that I'm trying to reach. So that's on, that's on that.
0: But in the next no, six months, No, absolutely. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. So in the next six months, um, you know, really trying to get different churches, YouTube campus off the ground. So uh, just this past weekend, and I don't know when this will air, but just this past weekend, we passed 500 subscribers, which is a huge, you know, we've been Beautiful. around for like three months and um, you know, 500 people choosing to, to be a part of the YouTube campus in some way, shape, or form or idea. Uh, this past month, we, we've read the Bible. We, we did a book or a chapter of Ephesians every Friday morning and we created that into a kind of like lyric video style. And mm-hmm. because I'm not expecting the people that join our YouTube campus read the Bible very much. I, I'll tell you now, I don't read the Bible enough. And so any right. type of resource on a platform that I'm already on um, would be helpful. And so we did that, you know, we're looking at, at some uh, original music and then um, really we've been trying to, you know, something that, that has been a passion of ours as different church, uh, because we do wanna reach people that are kind of burnt out or kind of have no idea what church is. The first thing, if you ask anybody why they don't mess with the church or why they really don't mess with God, It's not because of some deep historical uh, fallacy that they've come to believe. It's man pastors uh, did some shady stuff with money. And so we as a, we, myself and our leadership team at different, we said, okay, well then how can we do different which is part of our vision. And one of the things is we wanted to just give away money Not, not buy groceries, not do anything but like literally give people cash in hand um just to offset so already so in three months we've given away close to seven thousand dollars cash for easter beautiful. we gave away three thousand dollars to 150 families uh twenty dollars a piece we said well, hey we don't know what your need is but maybe it's a date night maybe it's a babysitter maybe it's gas maybe it's a night out we don't know but here you go be blessed uh That's we love you man. and let and so really uh, we've kind of created this this thing within the within different is like man if jesus came back tomorrow i hope i don't have any money left in my bank account amen amen and what's it what's it for
0: at that point you know i mean it's yeah, the end of the so day we if we take, can help somebody that's it yeah
1: so we can't take it with us and so that's kind of what we've been all while trying to be wise and save and stuff but at the end of the day man i would much rather be i would much rather if i'm gonna get it wrong i'd rather get it wrong on being generous than get yeah. it wrong. being uh, So Absolutely. I, like I said, everything's going really well, but I'll probably end up messing it up, but I'd rather mess it up on being overly generous. Um, Absolutely, so, man. so that's kind of the, you know, in the next six months we're looking, you know, I've talked to a couple of people about potential buildings and stuff like that. And, um, you know, man, it's just been a learning experience. You know, I really went from just preaching to now you're, preaching leading and you're also trying to learn how to do real estate and you're learning how to (laughs) you know all this stuff that they don't teach you anywhere else and so uh, learning all that and that's super cool but all the at the same time man um and this is what i would encourage anyone that, that listens that does anything man uh when you go out of the out of the regular and you do something that nobody else is doing that's why we have the phrase you know we go somewhere different, do something different or reach somebody different. When you do that, there'll be like, there are nights where I stay up and I go, man, I, am I, is what I'm doing right? Not because of anything in the Bible or not because of the Holy spirit's moving me, but because no one else is doing it. And that will inevitably make you feel like you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing. But we know man doesn't call the person.
0: Right. Nobody, yeah.
1: if you know, and, and, there will be this and there's always an internal struggle is what i'm doing you know is giving away all this money really no why has no other church done it and so you're you're constantly having to go back and back and try to figure out but whenever i read scripture and i see him talk to the rich young roller he says sell it all and just give it to the poor no context no Mm -hmm. questionnaire no fill out this connection card just give it to the poor and that will reveal your heart and so but there's always this internal battle with, man, no one else is doing this. Is that, is that right? But I think that that is where you'll find uh, innovation, new ideas, yep. uh, real change in going out of the ordinary. So if it's you know, a business or something like that, find what no one else is doing and try to do it. And that's where we saw you know, there was really no church doing a YouTube campus. And we wanted to create a place, not just to hear Tyler preach on, on a Sunday morning, but man, can we read the Bible to you? Can we have short messages or uh, original music? Can we create this space where at any point, any time of the day, you know I can go to different church and be fed in any way, shape, form, or idea? And so it's more than just a Sunday morning preaching. I'd be fine if no one ever listens to me preach, but they're they encouraged by the, the scripture reading or... Uh, looking at doing some prayer uh, aspects within the YouTube campus and stuff. So, uh,
0: man, it's been really good. It's been really good. That's beautiful, man. And that, and the crazy part is, is that's that's what I could like envision from you. And it's just because you have that outside of the box thinking capability that you know a lot of other people don't. That you, I I, I always saw you moving forward as being someone who was going to bring forth innovation to the church to. know to the body of christ and i think that that's you know nowadays with everything that's going on and i mean of course we had unfortunately last year dealing with the COVID pandemic and now you know and just the the idea that people are like 90 percent online right now so being able to do that and provide something for people that gives them that outlet and all those and all those uh resources in one place is just is, is absolutely phenomenal so I'm definitely gonna, you know, we're gonna get people hooked up and work on getting you guys some more, some more uh, subscribers for sure. We'll post it out there in the show. And uh, in the meantime, too, like, how's the family, man? How are the girls? How's How's Ryan doing? Are they Are they living in Knoxville, or are they with you there in? Uh, in Pensacola? No, so we, so we live in Tennessee now, and okay.
1: um, but they'll come like this weekend because it's Easter weekend. I guess I right. time stamped this video, but. <laughs> uh since it said they came down to uh they came down with me this weekend so they're with me but some weekends they're not and, and uh they'll stay and go to a uh they'll help out with different online and stuff like that but man the girls are good uh seven and almost five uh crazy Amazing. and then ryan's yeah. birthday is also this weekend so um they are tomorrow, right
0: our birthday's tomorrow It's actually on the
1: uh, so we're definitely time-stamping this video. It's on the sixth. Okay,
0: gotcha. So so your birthday's Tuesday, but we're
1: kind of doing it now because we've got you know we meet with different, and then I've got a wedding this next weekend, and so really trying to squeeze stuff this weekend. But um, but you know at the at one you know outside of a big way to figure out you know is my business successful? Is my ministry six? Whatever you're trying to do, ask yourself: Does my family like it? And I think that they will be the biggest, like, are they, are they inspired by it or do you feel like they're drained by doing it? And I think that's a good way to figure out is my ministry is my business is my calling, uh, going well right now. Uh, I'm not saying you're not called to do it. Maybe you need to shift. Maybe you need to right. hop yeah. in another lane within the calling, whatever it is. But am I, and my wife and my kids, uh, It it would really shock me if they weren't excited about it because they uh man and and that's just something where I always try to help anybody when they're asking you know how how do you know if you're doing a good job one does my family love it and I think that when your family loves it one you'll love it more it won't be draining and it'll um there's nothing I mean it what is what does the Bible say a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and it's more valuable than any trend it's more valuable than any type of treasure and man i could tell you i don't know if she'll hear this or watch this but man my um ryan is hands down if you were to say hey i'll give you a million dollars right now to start your business or you can have your wife to start your business i would much rather have a wife on board she will she'll will make you more money she'll inspire more people she will or he if you're a female and you're watching right. find something yes. you, you get when you get a spouse that is That is the Bible. I mean, the Bible uh, isn't written by uh, some person that doesn't know what they're talking about. This is the creator of the universe. And he knows, man, there is nothing more valuable to your life than your spouse. So I'm just so thankful to have a wife that is definitely more valuable than any amount of loan, grant, anything that could get my church or business or whatever started. My wife is hands down uh, that for me. So that's awesome.
0: And I can, and I can tell you just from, you know, my experiences with you guys and, you know, and, and the time that I've spent with Ryan, that she is like your right hand, man. Like she is mm-hmm. your partner <laughs> in crime. She is your, you know, go-to and you guys, I mean, just seeing you guys together is inspiring for a young couple. I know you guys have been together for a while. I mean, you've been together for longer than some of the We've been the married for people. eight
1: years, man. Yeah. Eight years. We've been married. So you've been, you've been going have- at this for a while.
0: Yep. One of the things
1: that well, something that early on when we were going to get married and I was very early in, in ministry, they said, well, you've got to marry a pastor's wife is what they told me. So, and I would literally <laughs> be in conversations. I'd be in conversations. Does she play an instrument? Can she sing? Does she oh, do whatever? And, uh, and, and Ryan, you know, her story is already crazy. You know, growing up in a, in a household where her mother was a dancer uh, yeah. not knowing her biological father and all that to where the church was the last thing on her mind and especially learning how to play keys and sing for her pastor husband like that was right. the last thing exactly so exactly. one of the things where like when I sat down with these people as we were talking it was like man I don't know that I want a, a good pastor's wife I think I just want a really good wife and Amen. I think that <laughs> that will that will figure it out and man dude and like you said you've been around her any type of ministry anything that we're a part of dude i have to like tone her down like yep. she yep. she goes too hard to it. it's like, oh, yeah. okay ryan oh. you gotta figure out that you are a mom like if, if you do this to the extreme that you're wanting to do it you probably won't be able to wake up in the morning and be a good mother so she is so <laughs> all in, and yeah. um and that's why i think whenever you are on the same page with your spouse and you're conquering something and you're um, and you're trying to accomplish something that is the, that's what you're looking for. Cause then right. you will see like, Oh snap, mm-hmm. I, we are supposed to be
0: doing this. And so yeah. super cool. And, um, Absolutely, I'm just so man. Thankful. Uh, that's awesome. And it's funny that you kind of mentioned that too, because I actually talked about that in the very first episode of the show is me kind of telling my story. So I've never really had an opportunity to just lay no. kind of my life out there and all the stuff that I went through. And that was kind of something that it was an epiphany for me, where I look back on some of the decisions that I made as a father and a husband, and I look at the impact that it had on my family. And I look at where things are now, and that I may sometimes feel stifled a little bit, but I look around at my family and I go, this is where I'm meant to be, because this is what right now my family is so tight, so together, so happy, so united, that it's that, this is it, you know what I mean? And that's the, that's the beauty of knowing that you're in the right place. And, uh, you know, the biggest blessing in the world for me was going home and working from home and getting off the road and not being gone every weekend and not missing out on, you know, things for my kids and stuff like that. And it's literally just unified my family immensely, you know, beyond that. So the, uh, what's really cool about what you guys, what, go ahead. No, you're good. Okay. What's really cool about I think like what you guys are doing, too, is the fact that you kind of have this this like double entendre going on right now where you're, you know, still riding things out in Pensacola, but then you're, you know, building the different church in Knoxville. What's the plans look like in Pensacola? Are you going to be there for a while still? Or is this a or are you are you making a, a, a an exit pretty soon?
1: no yeah so they found a. uh so we you know we've been helping potential and then I am so grateful for for potential pastor Troy and stuff man they're awesome and we were we were helping and that's what's so cool about finding leaders that inspire the next in you and not just right. like right now what what can you do for me now he was the one that was pushing me to do different even though I was like oh no I can wait He's like, nah, bro I gotta get because you'll get you'll get anxious you'll get all this. Stuff. So he kind of like pushed me to do it. But then at the same time, he said, but I still, I do still need help in Pensacola while we try to find the the, the next person. And so right. they actually just hired him and uh, we're working together right now to make sure that transition worked out. So uh, doing both for a little bit longer, but not too much. And uh, it's going well, but yeah, finding somebody in your life that will, rather than like, what can you do for me today? He's also in the midst of asking, what are we doing today? He's also asking, what does tomorrow look like?
0: Right.
1: And awesome. not being afraid. Cause I've vision. been with people that don't, I've been, I've been a part, you know, work for places or anything where your tomorrow doesn't matter at all.
0: Right.
1: Hey, put these, <laughs> put, you know, go to this meeting or put these papers in. And the moment you ask, well, Hey, I'm looking at my vision for the future. And he's like, bro, I don't care what your vision is. And, right. and having a leader that, and having a leader that goes, Hey man, tell me what you're thinking. So I can mesh with you is right. it's hard to
0: find. And I, and I definitely found it uh, with Pastor Troy. So That's that awesome. was the best case scenario. Heck yeah, man. So let, let's, let's transition a little over to the girls. Cause I kind of want to get your, yeah. you know, I kind of want to get your feedback as a dad and a pastor, you know, what in your mind, what is the legacy that you want to leave for your girls? Like, what do you, when they when they're 25 years old, and let's say they're married and they're, you know, they're they they have families of their own, they're starting families of their own or whatnot, and they kind of if somebody were to walk up to them and say, tell us, tell me about your dad, what would be like what would they say that would warm your heart the most and make you just help you to know that you did everything that you possibly could have done, you know, as a father and a husband and a pastor to instill just phenomenal
1: you know life values and your kids you know yeah man what an awesome question um i mean a bunch of stuff one i hope you know i hope and not just for the sake of tyler being xyz but like man i hope that no one has to come up and say who was your dad amen i hope i hope that they that someone can walk up to them and go hey are you a stubborn girl and that awesome. and and that alone but I worked in such a way I loved in such a way I gave in such a way I served in such a way that they couldn't go somewhere without and and, and uh, I mean the Bible is really clear about there being generational blessings and so I you know Ryan and I always I had like I, and I, maybe not this might sound a little harsh. We almost had like the opposite. So it's like, well, we walked in there. Oh, you're a servant. Ah, never mind. <laughs> and yeah. you know, one breaking that, but then also like, man, I really hope that anywhere they walk anything they do that someone's like, Oh man, your dad impacted me in this way. So because of that, I really hope they never have to struggle to get a job. I really hope they never have to, if they need an internship, we had served something in such a way that, you know, the openings were, um, there, but then also, man, I I really want them to grow up one knowing their dad and all, and one knowing their dad, but then also enjoying what their dad did. Cause so, so many times, not just, I mean, yes, with pastors, kids, or PKs, but also on the other end, like in any profession, when you hear, well, yeah, my dad was cool when he was home or my dad was cool and, and we don't do, and, and, you know, because you've seen like ryan and i if our if salem and asher can be with us they're they're with us whatever event whatever opportunity stacking chairs mopping the floor whatever they're there and Mm -hmm. but not in a way like oh you got to go sit in the corner and and watch your kindle until we're done oh yeah they're in it they're in it yeah yeah let's they want to mop they want to sweep they want to care almost to where like it takes us longer to do a task or to do something but it's more valuable Um, and that would be like something i would say just as a as a parent in general something that i'm learning not that i've got it all figured out but man include them something small if you're cleaning your company or you've got something that's that's going on man take them you know do one-on-one time take them to a business meeting though it's unprofessional they'll remember that they will feel important they'll feel like man I I, w- I had access to my dad when he was at work, and so that's right. something that we're, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do, and not all the time am I good at it, man, and that's something where, you know, my prayer time, I'm just like, man, I missed the mark today. I messed up today. I shouldn't have said that today or whatever, but, you know, every day's new, so like even
0: today when I get off this, okay, what can I include Salem and Asher in? Absolutely, man. And that's just the beauty of being a person and being a dad. I mean, we all make mistakes and we learn from them when we grow and we keep moving forward. And I think that's what you just said is awesome is just including the kids. And, you know, we're kind of it took me a long time, I think, to really kind of understand that as a parent, that, you know, you're we get in we get in these in this zone in this tunnel vision where we just want to get something done. And if the kids are like, you know, oh come on, I want to help. I want to be part of it. It's it's easier to just be like, no, 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 you go sit down. I'm going to finish this. But we don't realize that that minimal impact that it has in that moment of just allowing them that the slight allowing the slight inconvenience of them coming over and being involved it makes such an impact with them and it, even to the point of like we're, we're in the process of moving right now and you know morgan is the littlest one she's 11 which you know they're all they're older now but even just allowing her to help move boxes and to help get be in the process yeah. She's 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 enjoying it, and I'm and and it's good for me because I got a bad back, so she can carry the stuff, and I'm just watching and laughing. Yeah. But but in the but in the same respect, you know, it's just a beautiful thing to know that the family wants to be. It's not even about what they're doing. You could take them in the bathroom and clean toilets, and as long as you're together, that's all they care about. And that and that and I think that's it takes some people, some of us, a long time to really gather and realize that as parents. But when you finally do it's just, it's joyful, man. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Like you said, I mean, it could be. Sweeping to, and, up like, and...
1: and think about it. Like even like, if you were to look back, say you were close with your cousins or your siblings or something like, cause we think we have to give our kids the best, you know, the best vacation or the best, whatever. And, and if you can more power to you, but for people, you know, like me, you know, you know, middle, cl- I, I'd say, you know, Ryan and I middle-class trying to do the ministry what little we have left after a paycheck we give to whoever whatever wherever but right when you look back at some of the times when you were a kid and, and they were memorable moments they weren't these extravagant i went to disney world you're nope. staying at sure. your cousin's house and y'all snuck out and you were in xyz and throwing rocks at each other you know what yep. i mean like yeah. kids don't yeah. eat So it's like, how can I, one, it saves on the bank account. It saves on all that. And it just goes to show like you're, they're not asking for much. They're just asking for you to be innovative, creative, whatever it is with what you're doing right now. And so. Absolutely,
0: dude. Dude, Some of my favorite times were like chasing each other around the house with dollar store water guns, man. You know, I mean, it's just fun. You know, you just water, we went and bought a, I remember one time, times were really, really tough. And we, we went and bought like a hundred pack of water balloons from the dollar general. And like, I think like 20 of them survived after we actually put water in them because they were, they were so crappy, but we had so much fun, you know, out in the front yard, messing around with the water balloons, throwing them at each other. We were, we were goofing off and having a great time for hours and it, and it cost us a buck, you know, and it was just, and it's one of those memories that I still remember it today. And I remember the kids just laughing. I mean, they were soaked before anybody even got hit with a balloon because they were trying to fill them up and they're popping in their hands. You know, and I'm like, it was great. I mean, we just had such a blast. And I think you hit the nail on the head by saying that, that, you know, even looking back at my own childhood, man, like I don't remember the Disney days. You don't know, want to hear a funny story, man. My dad, you know, and I think we've talked about this once in the past. My dad passed away when I was 10. So I didn't get to spend a lot of time with him. But when I was eight years old, I visited him in the summer. and He took me to Disney. And you know what I remember about that trip? I remember the car oh. drive to Disney. I don't remember yeah. anything about Disney. I remember sitting in the car with my dad, Listening to the radio, we were listening to um the sticks, we were listening to Uh Leonard Skinner, we were listening to NXS. I remember the music, I remember the conversation, I remember having the windows down and the air in my hair because he had a Mitsubishi Conquest you know, the little turbocharged car with the little T tops. Yeah, I remember that. I remember just that time with my dad. I don't remember a minute of Disney, but I remember that. No, and that's, it's bro, awesome.
1: and I think even, I think even in the same way, man, with our marriages, same thing. Yep, absolutely. My wife, my wife didn't marry me with money, so no. she's not expecting some, some lavish thing that I've got to do. Like, man, just, and I'm, I was, you know, we're all really good at this in year one, two, and three. You get close <laughs> to your, you're just like, are right, you going to go get McDonald's? Cool. bet but like, you know, how can I make something or like, go, you know, go to a, not even spend money like one thing that we did a few years back that was 100% free because living in Tennessee there are a ton of waterfalls and they're completely free you just have to drive like an hour out right every Saturday we would go to a different waterfall uh in Tennessee so we hit like for like almost two months straight we were just going to different waterfalls 100% free but you just got out of out of the normal out of the are you required to think a little bit more? Yeah, but there it's out there, and you can figure it out. And your spouse, your kids, and even you will uh, enjoy it so much more. So, trying to get out of that to where, oh well, if I don't have ten grand to drop on a vacation to Spain, we're not we're not enjoying life. And it's like, nah,
0: man, that's not that's not really how it was designed. No, not at all. Yeah, that's beautiful, right? and it's true. You know, I mean, that's that's something that I think a lot of us a lot of us get lost in that because especially nowadays with social media and stuff it's a lot of keeping yeah. up with the joneses and watching what everybody else is doing so it's almost like we get we get stuck in that that thought process of wanting to be able to post my beautiful holiday pictures and I almost want to laugh and just like make some backdrops and be like here we are in spain from our bedroom yeah, you know what yeah. I mean like dude if this is what you cares? if this is all
1: if this is the only reason why I went here you go i'll make i'll make your picture for you and save your money exactly. i'll do it for you and exactly, like dude. yesterday, uh, a couple wanted to go out with Ryan and I, and, and they said, do you want to go to Bonefish Grill? And I said, hey, honestly, you know, I'm not trying to disrespect you, but between Bonefish and Burger King, my bank account is much more on we should go to Burger King. And, <laughs> and but, but like there's almost like this freedom for them to go, OK, we just we just felt like we needed to ask you to go somewhere nice. We want to go to Burger
0: King. And it's like, it's so crazy. <laughs> that's it's so great, yeah, no, it is. But it, that, that's what people think, you know. It's like they automatically assume. Well, you know, I mean, he's a pastor. He's, you know, he's got to have good taste. I laugh because I'm like, you know, I think the opposite. Like, I'll tell you what. Like, like Corey and Jamie, which you know you are familiar with, they were also a potential and are now a one name church. Like Corey, like our favorite place to go together is Tijuana Flats. <laughs> we go on yeah. and we always go on Taco Tuesday when it's five ninety nine for two tacos, man. Yeah, dude, save that money, man. And we do CC's pizza like crazy, dude. There you go. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. So, well, Tyler, man, before we go, is there anything else that you want to like drop on the audience? Any plugs you want to give and just toss some information out there so people can get in touch with you?
1: Uh, I mean, hey, just different church. If you rock with YouTube, different church, and um. Man and and be involved. We're you know we're always trying to we're doing something. And I don't know if this will air before or after, but we're just gonna do something that that uh, I felt like the church. Remember, I'm just bringing my perspective, so someone could definitely prove me wrong, and I'd be much I'd I'd be very happy to say, oh, cool. Like I I'm not here to be right. I just want to change lives. Um, you have there's always this vibe like well like you have to be a part of the church to be blessed by the church and so something we're doing is like uh we want to give away money through cash app to anyone that's a part all across the world and so we're oh. going to do like fifty dollars to a bunch of different people and stuff and so follow on socials and you can be a part of that if you want to win uh, our thing is not to gain any clout it is just uh remember do different and bless people even if they'll never see me face to face if they'll never Walk through a church door; they still know, man. A church cares for me, loves me, and and wants to wants to bless me. So, but no, man, thank you so much for uh, having me on. And I'm always here if, if you need anything,
0: too. Absolutely, brother. I, I can't I can't thank you enough. And you know, we miss you, man, and we wish you the absolute best because I know that this ministry you're rocking with is going to really, really change not only lives but the world, man. I really feel like you guys are going to have. A global impact that's just going to amaze people from, you know, from from the one corner of the, of the globe to the other. And it's a you just Thank have you. that passion and that ability to be able to to just ignite a crowd, man. And and I like I said, I miss you a lot. I definitely watch all your videos and I'm a subscriber on, you know, on YouTube. And, uh, and I'll make sure that the audience gets all your information and can reach out and can connect with you guys too. wish you guys the best. Tell Ryan we said happy birthday and this show will yeah. air next wednesday so it'll be um, okay uh, awesome thanks bro yeah man it pops next wednesday so you'll uh what her birthday is the, is monday or tuesday
1: tuesday so it's yeah, still so the day before
0: this is so this show actually goes live on my it'll be my 15th wedding anniversary april 7th. awesome dude congrats 15 years yes sir so well i appreciate your brother i love you man and i can't wait to uh Catch up with you in person. I'm going to have to get up there to Nashville to, to Knoxville sometime soon. No, you're in Nashville. Yeah. Nashville. Yeah. Nashville. yeah, man. Thank you, bro. You got it, man. Have an awesome day. Have a blessed day. All Happy right, Easter. Too. All right, bro. But peace. peace. What's up, guys? Just taking a moment to thank our sponsor for this episode, Tesla. A lot of you guys may know Tesla only for their electric cars, the Model S, the Model 3, the Model X. And the Model Y. But if you didn't know, Tesla is involved in the electronics of the nation and the world in so many more ways than just the automobiles. From solar roofs to solar panels, even taking over almost the complete NASA Space Force through the SpaceX program for the United States, and just making leaps and bounds when it comes to the electronic delivery systems here in the United States. Now, and even more so now, Teslas are even more affordable than they've ever been. And if you're interested in having a Tesla model of your own, log on to Tesla.com and get yours today.